0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Reel Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about Transformers Rise of the Beast. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa! Jeremy sang? Oh my god. <laughs> I just couldn't get, you know, the right syllables.
1: <laughs> I think this is the uh, this is a Weekly Reel first. I'm usually the one that
0: does the horrible singing. <laughs> yep, it's my my turn this week, uh, because I don't know Transformers is like my childhood movie franchise. Mm. As bad as they get, I still watch them and I still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for the Fast franchise. <laughs> Shots <but> fired. <laughs> this is family. only the seventh movie. Yes, yes, is <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um. But now, if you if you count the GI Joe movies, if they take place in the same universe, then you know there's a little bit more. But we'll get into that in a bit. Yep. But uh, let's kick off the episode with our soup du jour. But Jeremy, what is the soup du jour? Well, it's the soup of the day, but on here, it's the ritual, and a little bit of bad news. We got Daredevil, born again, and the Penguin TV series is shut down indefinitely because of the writer's strikes. So, and I think from what I've read, it's not necessarily like those series are already written. They're just in production. But based on like where they're shooting, like I know Daredevil is shooting like in New York and there's certain areas, certain like filming lots that people are actually like picketing and protesting for the writer's strike. And one of them happens to be for like daredevil born again. so that kind of sucks. Like I know which series out of the two were you actually looking forward to more? Um, I
1: guess daredevil just because I feel like, uh, I think we're both in agreement that the original Netflix daredevil series, even though I'm still, (laughs) I haven't watched the third season. Um, I feel like it's probably top 10, I think, overall in terms of uh, comic book TV series and an argument can be made for some, maybe for top five, but for sure top 10. Uh, The Penguin, I feel like, again, I was looking forward to it only because the Batman was good, but again, that's just kind of going off of just one project, so.
0: Yeah, I would say Daredevil also, but... Weirdly enough, I feel like uh, just because of the Disney MCU track record in terms of shows like on Disney Plus that have not been very good, I I feel like the Penguin has a chance of being better than Daredevil Born Again. Oh, for sure. But, but I don't think that's much of a high bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's because you're thinking of the She-Hulk, your yeah. favorite all-time show. Of which busy. I still need to find the finale or watch the finale. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Probably when, you know, daredevil born again, is about to come out <laughs> just so I know where daredevil is. Um, but my real question for the soup du jour is, are there any future movies or shows that you would be extremely disappointed if they would be delayed? Is there any upcoming projects? Cause not, projects that are for sure delayed but if you heard that they're delayed which one would you be the most disappointed in oh man uh that's a good question kind of
1: caught me off guard with that one uh you know what i'm just gonna be hella basic only because you know we kind of especially in season one of our podcast, we kind of got into the mcu just kind of fill in the gaps Due to the to the lack of new movies back in twenty twenty, I'm gonna say, "Kang Dynasty" and "Secret
0: Wars,"
1: (laughs) just because obviously, you know that was much further down the pipeline and everything, and uh, for sure they hadn't really started. uh, I guess. filming that or maybe even kind of getting that out. I, I don't even know if they were even even in production, especially with the whole problems with... Uh, potential problems with Jonathan Majors for King Dynasty, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, So, it's going to suck, but I think in a weird way, it'll kind of help them out just because they're having to deal with the whole Jonathan Majors thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but... Ah, man, just any delays really do, do kind of suck. So I'll go with that tandem of
0: basically a basic-ass answer. <laughs> no, no. I feel like mine's kind of basic, too. I mean, like, is our superhero stuff just the basic now? I think Probably. so. Well, for us, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, dang, that's a... Okay, so um, what I thought of was kind of a, a duo, just like yours, but I'm going with Superman Legacy.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And Peacemaker season 2. So this is kind of like a sub soup de jour because Jonathan uh, not Jonathan <laughs> James Gunn said that Peacemaker season 2, he would work on that after Superman Legacy. So the more the longer that, you know, Superman Legacy is pushed, you know, the longer Oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker season two gets pushed. No more P and V for a while. Yeah, no 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 P V. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of uh, curious,
1: just real quick, mm-hmm. what's the exact opposite? Of that? Are are there any that we should just be able to just push out <laughs> like to the point where they're canceled? <laughs> I'm just get your ass where you're happy about it. Because uh, I have one off the top while uh,
0: Aquaman? No, I'm just kidding. no, that's done, right? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Oh, I I think that would be done, right? They just need to release it.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to see Aquaman, but I don't know. It's just kind of a weird time in DC. Might as well just start all over at this point. But anyway, that's true. Um, I I only mentioned that question because obviously it's the
1: opposite, and I kind of wish they just keep delaying Avatar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which, funny enough, I think that was another topic I was almost going to talk about because I think. Avatar three. Yeah.
1: Well, they were talking about Avatar five might come out in 2031. I was like 2031.
0: Do you want to see more spider? I don't think so. (laughs) Eh, That's a negatory. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, bro. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) They said bro a lot in that movie, but anyway, um, we also have a bunch of stuff to share with you guys. And, uh, Like our social media handles, our first one actually is TikTok. Which one is that, Ken?
1: It is at Weekly Real Pod. Uh, We do have a few movie and TV review videos on there, bonus content. We've been kind of lacking in that department again. We sound like a broken record. It's been a busy uh, season uh, for both Jeremy and I. Uh, Unfortunately, TikTok is probably the, uh, (laughs) the one that takes the brunt of our busyness. Just because we want to make sure that we have a full podcast episode and anything related to the episode ready for you for our other uh, handle, right, Jeremy? (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. But, you know, like in our TikToks, we want to make sure that they're up to, you know, quality, you know, we want to make sure they're relevant and we're not just making them for the sake of making them because TikTok, you know. We wanted it to be good, but we also have Instagram, and which one is that? Instagram is at Weekly
1: Real, and I mentioned it just a little while ago. Uh, this is where we kind of focus in on the actual full podcast episode uh, here on at Weekly Real on Instagram. We have uh, clips. In the form of reels that we do release from our main episode. So you get to see Jeremy and I's uh, face. You can kind of see what we look like and how much fun we're having. Uh, Also, we put podcast links on there for mainly Apple and Spotify. But again, full episodes are available on your favorite
0: uh, platform, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Go check that out. But now it's time to talk about Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. This is a direct sequel to Bumblebee, 2018, if I'm remembering my dates correctly. It's not too much tied to the the Bayformers, the Bayverse, <laughs> but this, I, you know, before I go into spoilers, go watch it before listening to the rest of the episode, or if you just don't care too much, keep on listening. Because Transformers Rise of the Beast is about Unicron coming to Earth and is sending Scourge to find the pieces of the Transwarp key to conquer to conquer the rest of the universe. But the Autobots and Maximals have to save Earth and find a way back home to Cybertron. Ooh, okay. This is like you said uh, offline, this isn't the longest Transformers movie, thank. Goodness, <laughs> yeah. because I felt like it was a um, a decent length. It wasn't too long. It wasn't I mean, too short. It, yeah, it wasn't too short that I felt like, oh, I didn't get my money's worth. It was kind of, It was sitting at a pretty good spot. Of course, like maybe there are some scenes I was like, "Dude, does that really need to be there?" But <laughs> yeah. that, maybe that's just a sign of quality. And but some some parts I'm like, "Yeah, Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel so, like this movie had a lot of variety, uh, both good and bad. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I felt like, oh, that's that's kind of Michael Bay ish. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's still producing on this, so who knows. He's directly, you know, sitting behind the director's chair, you know?
1: Yep. So. Um no nah, That's kidding. not but, how I would do it. I would do a FPV
0: drone shot. Yeah, FPV just I want this whole <laughs> like camera shot to go all the way around the cars. <laughs> but um, like ambulance. <laughs> ambu- <laughs> oh man, that was insane. Oh shoot. I and insane. I like
1: that movie. It was just oh my god, those shots were a little a little much, Michael Bay.
0: Yeah, a little overused in that movie. Some of them were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then kept using them, like, okay, we can stop now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's, that's Michael Bay in general. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it goes too much, and then they just want it to stop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> double feature time, where me and Ken come up with two questions that we don't know what we're going to ask each other, and I'm going to ask him now. My question, double feature Dude, I'm going to skip right all the way to the end because... Whoa! Right <laughs> okay. We're getting I, there. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to talk to all the about the juicy stuff. Because I swear, back on our secondary show, the newsreel, when we talked about Transformers Rise of the Beasts, I mentioned that I wanted a gi joe and transformers <laughs> <laughs> crossover and uh-huh. so when that uh, business card flip happened at the very end of the movie i was like no way i was right it reminded me of the avatar when i said i wanted the colonel <laughs> colonel lang to come back you know Stephen Lang's character.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was funny. Uh, Just for those who maybe may have missed that episode, uh, and I was previewing that episode uh, last season, and Jeremy mentioned that I had already seen the movie, and I was like, okay, I I can't give away any facial expressions because obviously we already... Spoiler alert for Avatar Way of Water. He does come back in a form of an avatar. So... (laughs)
0: Yeah, so I'm like, man, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> Time to predict what's gonna happen in uh, Aquaman. It's like uh, Amber Heard's not there anymore, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she gets killed off in the second act, off screen, off screen. <laughs> off screen. Um. Anyway, my question though, relating to that. I don't know how big of a fan of, like, G.I. Joe or Transformers, how in-depth you are, but I'm curious, because I know you've seen some of the G.I. Joe movies. I know you saw Snake Eyes, and I know that you watched, quote-unquote, watched all the Transformers live-action movies. Um. (laughs) I watched maybe
1: six... 0.75,
0: maybe six and, <laughs> six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. That's pretty much all of it. We all slept through some scenes. <laughs> um, which Transformers or which G.I. Joes do you want to actually see crossover? And possibly, you know, I'm just throwing this out there, who would you want them to be played by? Because. Oh, wow. God. To remind you, if you you know, give yourself some time to think. Henry Golding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can have Henry Golding come back as Snake Eyes. We could have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson come back as Roadblock. Oh, yeah. We can have Channing Tatum <laughs> come back as Duke. Spoiler alert, he died in the second one, but... Are hey, they ever re- really dead? They gotta reboot the whole thing. I mean, they don't really have
1: to. They could yeah. be in a different universe mm-hmm. in Earth forty two or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, like to mention some Transformers that we didn't see in this movie: no Megatron, mm-hmm. um, like Starscream. What other Autobots are there? You know, you know the secondary Autobots like Ironhide, Ratchet, Ratchet, yeah. Um, Jazz, jazz. I would really love to see jazz. I guess I S- especially
1: since he got killed. Really, uh, well, nope, not really early <laughs> in the first one, but he gets killed. What midway through that final battle? <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. first one, I want to see Tyrese back. <laughs>
0: yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He comes back as a GI Joe. Not impossible. Yeah, you you can have Tyrese. You can have um Josh Duhamel's character. Those two. Hmm. I feel like they have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in uh the the bavers too bad that never carried over left cheek left <laughs> cheek left cheek <laughs> see that was so good um but yeah i'll let you answer that after i gave that. uh obviously i mean you want to see
1: the i mean if you're gonna have a, a straight crossover you want to be able to have uh some principal guys you want to have like cobra commander <gasps> uh that'd be pretty awesome yeah um you need to have. Uh, you could even maybe in a future sequel or whatever. You could have Serpentor. Uh, man, I'm kind of. I'm trying to delve right into my childhood now. Um, I don't know if you could bring back Sergeant Slaughter because <laughs> really there is only one Sergeant Slaughter. I don't think they'll bring him back. But um, I mean, who else was there? There's Duke. Uh oh, man, I'm, I'm like. I'm kind of blanking out on some G.I. Joe's because I feel like for me, uh, and just to let everyone know, I did a full rewatch. I watched the all previous six movies, the five Bay movies plus Mm -hmm. Bumblebee. And going into this, I hadn't watched the Wahlberg movies, the two of them, and I hadn't seen Bumblebee (laughs) yet. So I only saw the Shia LaBeouf trilogy. Um, So Transformers are, I feel like more, fresh in my mind right now just because yeah. i've been living and breathing it the last week <laughs> <laughs>
0: seriously a lot of, a lot of uh explosions yeah a lot of slow
1: motion too uh wait who else was in the gi joe movies it, I, it's been a long time
0: let's say uh maybe or a storm shadow you can go andrew koji if you Ooh, want with henry yes. golden
1: yes you got to bring those two guys back
0: because i yeah. we love
1: koji from yeah. from uh Oh my God,
0: what's his? What's that show? Warrior, Warrior, and it's, oh my it's God. coming back soon. I know. Yeah, that won't Not be that.
1: affected by the uh writer strike. Yeah,
0: seriously. Um, anyone else you want to mention, or should I mention some? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hey, I was thinking. I was thinking. Jazz. I would. The way that remember when Ironhide got killed in Dark of the Moon by yeah. Sentinel Prime. I don't know. Like that would that bothered me. I was like, damn, Ironhide was like he was cool and it was like he was always there part of the main Transformers but and he just died in a random
1: scene yeah, yeah I he didn't did, like he that wasn't, he wasn't given like a real good hero death at least Jazz died in battle
0: yeah against the the Megatron final
1: against Megatron yeah
0: it wasn't even like like Ironhide got shot in the back not able, not able to like defend himself yeah whereas at least Jazz was fighting Megatron mm-hmm. um, Shia LaBeouf you know- we need Shia LaBeouf back <laughs> as a G.I. <laughs> Joe yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I actually would be curious on if they would bring him back. Uh, but I feel like they're going away from the 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 silly yeah. Michael Bay characters for the most part. <laughs> Trying to no, make them a no little No Totoro. Yeah, no, no Totoro. Uh, John, C- ooh, I want John Cena to be a GI Joe.
1: <laughs> yes, I would, dude. I I didn't realize it you know John Cena was a little bit more i guess stiff as an actor in 2018 but he was actually still you could kind of see he was kind of loosening up uh yeah. from The Marine to where we see him a, you know a little bit more in even in the Fast franchise the last what F9 and in Fast 10 mm-hmm. and then uh in The Suicide Squad plus Peacemaker so you could, f- I could, f- you could f- see the transition. He was already kind of getting better in Bumblebee.
0: Yeah, I guilty pleasure movie, the Marine with uh, Robert Patrick. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine because when they flipped over the card, I really thought it was gonna say Sector Seven. Same. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like okay, Sector Seven, setting this up. But yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, G- 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 uh, Joe. Joe! <laughs> Go, Joe! (laughs) (laughs) Knowing it's half the battle, I was like, oh, shoot.
1: Uh, They need to bring back... Who's that?
0: uh, The Baroness? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Baroness. Baron. I think you have to go at least Duke and Snake Eyes. Yes. In terms of the the Joes. But imagine Cobra Commander teaming up with, like, Megatron.
1: Ooh.
0: That would be sick.
1: I feel like that's a dream villain... uh team up I think cuz those are iconic guys and if they could somehow take the original cobra commander look and update it mm. for 2020 20, I don't know 4 whenever this does come out whenever especially after the rider strike finishes hopefully you know Pay the writers, man. <laughs> yeah, they seriously, do such good work. Most of them, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at you, Fast Franchise. <laughs> there was writing. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, but um, I mean, is there any other Joes or Transformers that you would like to see?
0: You know, I just I want them to keep it light. Also, you mm. know what I mean? Because you want the story to be there. I think at minimum, the A list Joes have to be Duke, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, maybe Storm Shadow. Mm-hmm. Because then you can have that, oh, you know, freaking Snake Eyes riding inside Bumblebee, mm-hmm. freaking Duke with Optimus. You got Cobra Commander on Megatron and all that stuff. You know, and then Storm Shadow with like maybe Starscream or something like that. That would be pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I kind of hope they bring back Soundwave. Oh, Soundwave was always, like his voice and the stu- like his powers were always the coolest.
1: Yeah, same. And then he had like those uh those tapes, I guess. I don't know what the, if they would still keep <laughs> tapes or whatever, but back in the yeah. 80s, that's what it was.
0: I mean, I, he did show up in, in Bumblebee.
1: Bumblebee. Yeah. So I kind of hope they kind of bring him back uh in a future thing cuz that was pr- I marked out especially since they gave his old audio like the way he spoke i was like oh that's real uh sound wave i was like
0: damn all right yeah and you could still understand him
1: yeah yeah so i i kind of marked out during that when when i finally watched bumblebee yesterday or the
0: day before my days are running together (laughs) yeah the visuals on cybertron were probably my favorite in uh bumblebee yeah so good
1: Anyway, for uh, my half of the double feature, I'll kind of bring it back to the main part of Transformers Rise of the Beast. And I feel like we're we're probably in agreement. We haven't really talked about this yet offline, but I feel like the human element basically makes or breaks these Transformer movies. Like, if you get a good human element, you're actually going to get a good Transformers movie, just like the first one, just like Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't so like my question... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we, we may talk about that later okay, on, okay. maybe in final thoughts. Right. Um, but <laughs> for my half of the double feature, I wanted to ask you, how'd you feel about the human element in Transformers Rise of the Beasts?
0: Ooh, okay. This is where it gets a bit... layered, miss. right? There's
1: a lot of layers of this.
0: Yeah. Okay, so at first... Couple things. What's the main guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> he was that memorable, huh? Uh, Noah. Noah. Yeah. Okay. Played
1: by Anthony Ramos from In the
0: Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Noah, when he meets Mirage, voiced by Pete Davidson, which I can say a lot of things about that guy, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, let's just say I'm glad I they went the direction of focusing on the entire team and not just on Mirage and noah um but i really thought that that element worked on how uh that dynamic worked in the beginning um shoot i really gotta learn the characters names the scientist girl (laughs) oh or uh indiana jones
1: yeah so it's uh elena elena elena
0: yeah she you know like at first i'm like okay she's like the 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 maggie or something of transformers one but you Mm -hmm. know more of history and stuff uh but didn't particularly they didn't spend too much time with her so it's like i didn't really connect with her storyline that much but i really liked how they juggled the humor of noah and his brother and tying that in with like Mirage, is probably the strongest human element. It isn't the best. It's not as good as Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude, because it's Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 it's Bumblebee and Bumblebee. Yeah, I love Wumblebee. not Pete Davidson's Mirage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus, you get a little. Uh, even though they're not really connected officially, I guess you kind of get to see how his voice box, uh, first of all, was damaged. Mm-hmm. And then how he had to learn how to communicate using the radio, I thought that was pretty cool that was one one of my favorite parts of bumblebee
0: yeah we gotta talk about it a little bit um but yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. The thing is it didn't make me cringe too bad like i was i was no I actually liked it quite a bit, but the biggest nitpick is probably when. <laughs> you know, Noah gets the Mirage suit. I was like, no, it's like why do we have to do that? I mean, it wasn't horrible. I get it, because they revealed it in the trailer. They're trying to like appeal to kids, like, oh, you can dress up as Noah for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, funny enough, when I was watching the movie, I was like, man, his suit really reminds me of Mega Man. But besides that, but also the G.I. Joe suits <laughs> in Rise of Cobra. <laughs> That's where I thought. That's where I was like,
1: "Oh, he's gonna go there." But <laughs> oh, yes, um, agreed. There, uh, I, I. That wasn't my favorite part of the movie, too. When, when he was able to, th- I, I did like the one part of, you know, when when Mirage gave him that thing, and then he tried to give it back, and then the one. The one-liner is like, "Oh, you don't want to know where that came, that part came from." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or even the the other, um,
0: says, "Oh, yeah, he was inside of me." I was like, "Oh God, yeah, <laughs> there, are kids, like,
1: there are kids here."
0: <laughs> see, those are like the more Michael Bay esque jokes that I was like, uh, "We could leave those out." Pete Davidson, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, didn't really need those jokes back. But yeah, when, when Noah was saving Optimus Prime, I was like, I feel like uh, Optimus Primal would have been there first. I was hoping either that or uh, more in line with character would have been Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Like if Bumblebee reached out with Noah, I think that would have made more sense than just Noah and then Optimus Primal comes in to help. Um Especially I feel like everything that Bumblebee does now because of how Bumblebee worked and that he the fact he dies in this movie and comes back. <laughs> um I don't know, I really connected with Bumblebee more in these last two movies than I probably did in like the Bayverse. Like I liked him in the first one, but okay. I started not to like him in like the second and third one. I found the radio thing kind of annoying in those two.
1: Well, It's because they were horribly written. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they were extremely long, and they had a lot going on, like too much going on. And so just by proxy, he had to kind of take a back seat, and they focused so much on the human element. We'll get into that later, (laughs) like the other other Bay movies, or the other movies. Um, To answer my question, I actually enjoyed uh, the... Diaz family a lot I did like the brothers element I liked how Noah's um motivation for the most part was you know like he was wanting to make his decisions based on helping out his family especially his sick brother because mm-hmm. he's got that sickle cell anemia I think I think yeah. that's what he was dealing with and I thought the beginning did a really good job of establishing the emotional stakes because, you know, they were, what, three months late on on the medical bills. They weren't able mm. to get any of the treatment. That actually pays off later on in the post-credit scene with uh, the guy from House of Cards, um, <laughs> uh, Agent Burke, uh, Michael Kelly, in that they... We're willing to go ahead and, you know, you know, get the bills taken care of the brother, you know, obviously the all the health things that they needed to do mm-hmm. to, to treat, uh, the disease and everything. So I like their dynamic in the more quieter moments, the, the less Pete Davidson type, uhness <laughs> Ness of, of Mirage. I like the whole communication, you know, using the code words and everything, using another 90s reference with Sonic Tales, and then later on with Mirage being Knuckles. I used to play Sega Genesis and the Sonic games. And so I kind of was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, And again, I feel like it just reminds me of uh, those dynamics where you just have to center on, like, you know, your loved ones. Uh, I'm not going to do a fast in the furious joke again, on this because I feel like I played it out. Uh, But the brother, the brother dynamic was really good. Cause you could even see that Chris was having to remind Noah Mm -hmm. at times to be like, dude, you know, we're good. You know, it's like, don't, you don't have to do this, you know, or you know what I mean? Like he was, he was doing a good job of like uh, letting him know how he felt. Um, And there was a good, Communication, so I I enjoyed it. I feel like the spoiler for, for later on. I feel like this was one of the better Transformer movies.
0: I okay, yeah, yeah, I agree too. Um, but but that's not saying much. Yeah, yeah, trying, <laughs> there's some rough ones out there. They're, as much as I love are. the nostalgia that comes from them, but mm. I agree. Like one of the things that I like that the the setup, like you said, with his brother. Uh, trying to find a job, I think was really well done. I think Elena got the short end of the stick, on terms of setting up her character. The only thing that she was, that we were able to see was you know, the, the crappy boss that she had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, I hated that lady. But,
1: um... It reminded thing. me of
0: Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's Barbara Minerva. <laughs> oh, crap. We don't want to talk about that again. Um... Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say though, when in terms of the human element, I love the decision that they let Noah make was let's we can destroy a part of the trans warp key to save Earth and like screw the transformers, don't let them go home, but it also saves our planet. I was like, that's such a good, pretty good, yeah, like um, you know, good drama between the humans and. And the humans, wait, the humans and, and the Autobots slash Maximals. Yeah. So I was like, dang, that's pretty good. And I like the way they handled it because he was, Noah was really considering it because a he rational. blew human, it up. <laughs> yeah. He almost blew it up. Because a rational human, when they were talking about this stuff, I'm like, yeah, why don't they just destroy it?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Because a rational human would think that, but, you know, they gotta think about the lives of uh, the the good Autobots. Yeah, I, I did
1: like uh, Anthony Ramos as the main guy. I feel like he's he definitely. I I feel like he was definitely a better actor than LaBeouf. and I don't know. I related to his. It might be a hot take. I related to his story more than LaBeouf and and Wahlberg, even though <gasps> yeah, just, they
0: they felt more like real people. <laughs> they did. They did. It's definitely, like, Mark Wahlberg is, like, a smarter, buff version than of Sam Witwicky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did like the Marky Mark joke.
1: Was that in this movie or was that the previous oh, movie? I'm... Yeah,
0: it was, it was this movie. Dude, okay, that's was... why I, I, I got to mention that, though. Does that mean... Um, Cade? Kate Yeager's in this in this universe. Yeah, is, is he just like a guy that looks like Mark Wahlberg? Or <laughs> yeah, that's true. or is it like not or is last night not part of the universe anymore? Like is Mark Wahlberg written out? Can he can Mark Wahlberg not come back? He he could literally come back as himself. <laughs> he can. Or he can come back as Kate Yeager and be like, yeah, I just look like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's, can- it's official canon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get the, our audience involved. And we're talking about you know a bunch of other Transformers. The first one, Dark of the Moon, Last Night, Bumblebee. They take place in widely different time periods. So I want to ask, what's your favorite Transformers time period of the live action movies? So like I said, you got the 80s, 90s, 2000s and so on, but, you know, kind of told out of order, which one's your favorite, Ken? Uh, I'm going to give a
1: shout out to Age of Extinction. I actually la- kind of like that movie, too. I felt like the Dinobots were very m- underutilized u- in that movie. They mm-hmm. just, for as long as a movie that was, they literally just showed up in the last literally 10 minutes of the movie, it seemed like.
0: <laughs> there was <laughs> a... What?! There was more Dinobot action in The Last night than there was in Age of Extinction. That was
1: weird. (laughs) What the heck? Bait and switch, bait and switch. But uh, to answer your question, I got to give it to the 80s. I don't know if it's biased because I'm a child of the 80s. But um, this whole reboot thing um, now brings, I mean, essentially there was only one movie, Bumblebee. And I love (laughs) that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Uh, it gave me a little bit of Stranger Things vibes, I guess, too, when, you know, you got to see the more quieter moments with Haley Steinfeld, um, Charlie's character. But yeah, to answer your question, the 80s.
0: Ooh, I would probably go with um, 2007's Transformers. Yeah. Just that era. Yeah, Lincoln Park playing at the end. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: I love how it's become a meme now. Yeah, I was like, I love, I love that too because it's like it, it fits. It just gives me that nostalgia. It
1: does. Lincoln, man, I kind of want to listen to Lincoln Park now.
0: See, I was like, they should have just played some Lincoln Park at the end of this movie. I know. Oh for just God. randomly. So <laughs> good. It's like, wait a minute. This, this, is, this is 1994 music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 1994, man. But, guys, let us know uh, what your favorite Transformers time period is of the live action movies. Um, you can actually email us, right, Ken?
1: Yep. You can email us a really short uh, response or a very long response to weeklyrealpod at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and while you do that, we can take a quick break. All right, welcome back from the break. Let's jump into the weekly real awards. First one, a favorite of mine, the Jensen Award for Underrated Character or Underrated Scene can kick us off. All right.
1: Usually, and Jeremy knows this, I will usually give the Jensen Award for underrated scene, but not today. Yeah. I will be handing out the Jensen Award for underrated character. Talked about it in my half of the double feature, the human element. I gotta give my Yenson Award to Chris Diaz, aka Tales, uh, because I feel like a lot of the motivations for Noah, who I thought was really, for the most part, really good in this movie. Um, I felt like he was the emotional center of this movie, and he wasn't as an, uh, he wasn't annoying. Like uh, <clears throat> looking at you, Amon. <laughs>
0: from Black Seriously. Adam.
1: Uh, so I feel like on the Black Adam, oh, no, the Amon scale, um, it's like the exact opposite. I feel like it would be a negative Amon. <laughs> so that's a really good thing. Chris uh, Chris was really good. He wasn't annoying. Uh, he was at times looking out for his brother. Um, and I don't know. I That earns brownie points. He wasn't annoying at all.
0: All right, yeah, Chris is a good one. Like, I feel like if if he overstays his welcome, like if he just keeps using the radio or whatever, then he becomes annoying. But he didn't, like, use his, you know, disease to, like, hold over his brother or anything like that. If anything, you know, he's, like, trying not to hold him back. He's trying to push him forward, which I thought, like you said earlier, um... These brown like brownie points in terms of you know their brotherly relationship.
1: Yeah, and like you could tell he was worried about his brother, also. You know, so I it felt believable to me the whole big brother little brother dynamic that they had. It it uh, it made the movie work for me. If it Mm. didn't,
0: this movie would have sucked. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm for my underrated character. I'm actually going to give it to Air Razor. Ooh. voiced by Michelle Yeoh because I feel like there was, I don't know, it's like such a cool design, mm-hmm. but at the same time, kind of underutilized, um, you know, Michelle Yeoh is always green. Everything has that that gracefulness, that elegance oh my God, to the, yeah. her voice that brings it to that character. So when you, you know, I I needed some death in this movie <laughs> to bring some weight to it. Yeah. Um, so when uh, Optimus Primal kills air razor to basically like mercy kill her it's like damn that was good and makes you hate uh scourge more i did not know that scourge's like little horns uh were was it like a mask yeah i
1: didn't either until obviously it came off it was weird it was was like like,
0: uh uh maximus aurelius from (laughs) gladiator (laughs) oh oh yeah Yeah. I (laughs) i didn't think about that mask Because I was thinking of um, Volume 3, the High Evolutionary. (laughs) Oh, Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, his little face. Uh, Real quick, just for a fun... I don't think it
1: counts as an underrated character. It would be mainly a glorified cameo. I loved the... uh, What was his name? Wheeljack? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wheeljack. Wheeljack, because he was voiced by one of my favorite characters from Ted Lasso. (laughs) he uh he voices um oh my goodness jose not jose rojas uh oh my goodness danny rojas <laughs> jose rojas someone else that i know but wheeljack played by the great cristo fernandez um but yes danny rojas because football is life
0: too bad wheeljack didn't do too much at least he had a cool entrance
1: that and the, his exchange with uh with Noah was so funny to me with the whole, I think that was racist. <laughs> but <Yeah>. that, dude, <laughs> that whole conversation yeah. was so funny to me. I probably was laughing out loud the, the most, and I was like, like by myself in the theater. Well, there was a, kind of a good crowd, I guess. It wasn't overly packed, uh-huh. but I was the only one laughing during that exchange, I think. I like,
0: you know oh. what it is? Because I think we kind of know what Michael Bay was doing with his robots you know
1: oh yeah Jeez. yeah
0: that was clearly some questionable decisions which i think he's kind of poking fun at some of those yes oh, earlier yeah. characters Mm-hmm.
1: we're looking at you revenge of the fallen
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i was revenge of the fallen there's a lot of problems with that, God, movie. that was very problematic i almost forgot about that yeah that was bad Anyway, (laughs) let's go on to our next award, the Does Anyone Want to Get Out Award for Best Action Sequence Transformers, a lot of action. Which one's your favorite?
1: Actually, this one might even be classified as an underrated one for uh, (laughs) me, just like in terms of usual, you know, you're thinking Transformers, you're thinking... Slow motion explosions. Wait, we're doing the whole uh, unbearable way to mess the talent that we, <laughs> we like. <laughs> Nicolas uh, Cage is n- in G.I. Joe. Yes. Oh, my God. My winner for the Does Anyone Want to Get Out Award for Best Action Sequence has to be the Mirage chasing for all the shit that we've given Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> Noah, when he dis- just randomly happens to be in the car when uh, Optimus Prime makes the call out to all the Autobots and it just triggers the chase scene. Dude, the absolute fantastic needle drop of Black Sheep's The Choice Is Yours revisited. That whole song. I love that song. And dude, uh, just, I don't know. I like Fast roadsters, um, police chases, and everything, and the fact that it does the whole mirage thing with the duplicate uh, mirages and Noahs, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously it tricks the police into chasing the wrong, uh, the wrong image, I guess, um, and then it seamlessly just transitions into uh, them going into the warehouse where they meet the other Autobots. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool, but. For me, it was partial because of the needle drop. That song's just so good. It's a classic all-timer and uh, hip-hop joint. And I feel like that added another layer to it, especially since 1994 was a golden age for hip-hop, and I'm glad they just leaned into it. Uh, that's just the biased side of me, so...
0: <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, for sure, man. It, it was... It definitely added to the scene too, and the mm-hmm. and the atmosphere of that scene because mm-hmm. you need that that sense of awe and like oh this is cool with Transformers stuff yeah you know I think that's some things I I forgot what movie we were talking about I, I felt like it was maybe either early this season or late last season but there's some I, know, I think it was Jurassic Park um like you need to keep that sense of awe with these larger than life characters. Mm-hmm. Like, whether they be dinosaurs or giant robots. And sometimes, like, in um, it has to be, like, a masterful type of creative mm-hmm. action a mer- sequence. A
1: merciful, like, atmosphere so that you could feel the the epicness. Or yeah. sometimes it might be a quieter scene or something like that. It has to all... You know, you need to feel everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, one little detail that I liked that... I don't know if I remember them using this in any other Transformers was when Mirage made his Mirage, he actually had like different Noah's in each yep. one and like doing different stuff. I think that was cool. He was because, flipping, flipping off Yeah, the flipping off police. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right. Cause you always wondered like why don't they ever just keep like some human form in there? Mm-hmm. And so, I like how they actually utilized that little detail.
1: I forgot they did that in the first one. Remember in the, uh, when that police car was... I forget the name of that Transformer when it was chasing Shia LaBeouf?
0: Oh, yeah. Barricade?
1: Yeah, Barricade. Yeah. yeah. Then we was chasing Sam Wiki. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like a image of a thing. It reminded me of Terminator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Terminator Speaking 2. Of, sorry. Yeah, Robert Patrick's in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, Robert Patrick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite action sequence probably has to be the museum fight scene because mm. dude the Autobots were getting their asses handed to them yeah. but which I love because it's like dude this is Optimus Prime this is RC you got uh, Mirage in there you got shoot I'm blanking on the other guy's name oh
1: Bumblebee <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and Bobby's he
1: kind of dies.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love that because it's like uh, it feels like when, especially when the Transformers are in a group, they're always like pretty overpowered because mm-hmm. they're freaking giant robots. Yeah. But usually, Decepticons traditionally are always much bigger and stronger than Autobots, and the Autobots usually have to like be smarter, a little bit more quick. So I love that they actually showed this dynamic in the museum. Noah's like running away from like the little terracons and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And just the way the scene ends too. I know like Bumblebee keeps dying in these movies or (laughs) something keeps happening to Bumblebee. But it still gave me goosebumps. When Scourge catches fricking Bumblebee midair Damn. and like blasts him, I'm like, "No, Bumblebee! <laughs> so he's not dead!" No. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, that was good, though." I I knew he wasn't dead, but it still hit. I know,
1: two movies in a row where they had to revive him.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they still get you. I know. Uh, The next award I want to give is, well, our favorite scene, the Avengers Assemble Award. So are we going to go quiet or loud on this one, Ken? Oh, we
1: got to go loud, man. I mean, (laughs) we've talked about Bumblebee, and Mm. I'm going to mention another Bumblebee scene because, okay, my last award, Needle Drop, and again, another Needle Drop, this Mm. time when we got Bumblebee dropping from Stratosphere. The, the plane and Stratosphere, the Stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Forgot about that. Dude, he just jumps out. He basically does Captain America. And then, dude, mama said knock you out. LL Cool down. I was oh, like, oh, man. shit, here we go. Let's go. And then, yeah, he just basically comes in, plays the, the Thor role from Infinity War. Cleans up a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I was... Well, I had, like, another one that I was thinking of. I'll, I'll let you go first before I uh, think. But, yeah, dude, this one was my favorite because it was just... Uh, LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out just gets me hyped every time you hear it. And when Bumblebee was just shooting cannons from that midair and he's free-falling, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good.
0: Oh, man, that was good. Like, when he jumped out of Stratosphere, yeah. it was like... It reminded me of like Master Chief jumping out of a pelican. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, Bumblebee's sick." Yeah, um, But my favorite action or my favorite scene is also part of the final battle, dude. It has to be when Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal yeah. gather up the <laughs> that's Autobots. that's the one. Yeah, that's the, the one maximals. I was about. I didn't oh. want to. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, roll out." <laughs> Yeah, when they're both with the freaking Ron Perlman and Peter Cullen, (laughs) roll out! I was like, yeah. And I think another icing on the cake, because of you know Beast Wars, yeah, with the Maximals when Optimus Primal is like Maximals. Max, or he, and he names the freaking, like, Rhinox, Cheetor, mm-hmm. Maximize. I'm like, no way! Yeah, and he I, did. It. Yeah, it was so good! <laughs> I was like, holy crap! And I forgot that we haven't seen his robot mode yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He was always just, you know, the, his uh, gorilla form, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because the Rhinox and Cheetor didn't transform yet either, but primarily freaking Optimus Primal, and their robot modes look sick, specifically Optimus Primal. I'm like, damn, they look good. Yeah, dude. And it just brought me back to watching Beast Wars, and I'm like, oh, it's like I, it's, I can't believe it's happening. And they got good amount of screen time compared to the Dinobots in Age yeah. of Extinction. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I,
1: know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that final battle was like, I guess... Like a, a a little bit of a smaller scale version of Endgame, uh. But dude, <laughs> it, it still hit. I was like, oh shit, here we go, <laughs> the collaboration. So I mean, obviously, it feel like this is they're setting it up now for the uh, Hasbro multiverse or whatever they're gonna call it. Ah, oh, dude, Hasbroverse. Hasbroverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, but yeah, no, both scenes. That that's the one that I was gonna mention. Uh, also, it was like it was a toss up between the two.
0: Man, yeah, I don't know what other scenes like really, really stood out. Like, I was when they showed the final battle in the trailer, I was mm. hesitant. I'm like, ah, this is just gonna be some mind-numbingly action stuff. But it was the final battle was, was much good. better than I expected. It was good. Yeah, I was. And, oh, I was just gonna quickly. I
1: was gonna maybe mention the wheeljack and Noah <laughs> just interaction just to be, just because yeah. I thought it was just one of my favorite interactions in the movie. But oh, sorry, you're saying.
0: No, no, yeah, like the way that they it's it's not too over the top. It's not like freaking fast and furious. The the Noah stuff, like when he's in the little GI Joe suit, <laughs> I feel like uh, you know, at least he didn't take down one of the big mm-hmm. like Terracons by himself. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just the tiny ones and he was helping out and I was really afraid he was going to like defeat Scourge by himself. I that know, would have been that would have sucked. <laughs> oh, at least Optimus was there. Yeah. <laughs> like damn. Uh but we're gonna enter our own battle in the guest the run tomato score. Cause it is a doozy right now. Oh yeah. Me and you are tied at 16 while the guests are closely trailing behind at 12 so time to hopefully make some progress here because we're we don't have that many episodes left i don't think yeah we're more than halfway already so yeah so our guests guess is actually coming from my brother who watched it with me jeff and ken you actually have his score right
1: yes uh he sent it over to me as well Jeff's guess uh, for Transformers Rise of the Beast is 53%. Okay. And um, you know what? I'll go and reveal my guesses also (laughs) 53%. I was like, damn it. Damn Damn it, it. Jeff.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. This is going to be hard because I gave it, or I guessed that they gave it a fresh score. Really? sixty? Yeah, 63%. Oh, shoot. Okay. So, I'm going to look up Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So, I have the score and it is at 179 oh, reviews. I was 100%? No way!
1: 179
0: reviews. Tomato Meter gives it a 50. Three percent. Oh no Damn. way! How the heck did you guys get it so on point? No way. Yeah, fifty-three. So updated I think, score. I don't think that's ever
1: happened where two people have gotten it exactly right before.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. You know, I I put the freaking belt in the background. I feel like it's bad luck now because I didn't have it last week. <laughs> I, I I did that last season. I think
1: it I think the belt is bad luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, 53%. You guys got want to guess the audience score real quick? Uh, I want to say probably got a 74?
1: 91. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I I figured it'd be higher just because, you know, fanboys like yourself and I <laughs> yeah
0: uh so updated score how does it work again, Kim? If, so both Jeremy uh, both and I time? actually got first place, so you and my brother not not me
1: oh sorry, Jeff, yeah, my <laughs> yeah. bad so <laughs> I, I have three points that brings me to 19. nineteen. The guests also get three points, so that brings them up to fifteen. You're technically in third place, yeah so. You're still at 16, so they're oh, right God. behind you, bro. <laughs> Dang, this
0: is crazy. Guests have just come back with a vengeance. That's insane. And they're still hot. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the margins on this is really tight right Oof. now. Oof. Ooh, But the real score right here is the I Love You 3000 award, where we rate it from 1 to 3,000. I'll go first real quick. Okay. Just uh, to redeem myself, I guess. I'm giving a 1980. I didn't do that on purpose. Hey, 1980. I like that, I like that number. <laughs> there you go. Out of 3,000, that's 66%. I thought it was really good. We're well, not really good. It's a good movie. Yeah,
1: I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, For me, I I feel like now I'm like... I, okay, at first when I came up with my score, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be a hot take. It's going to be good. And then... Now, I feel like the audience score and... Well, no, the audience score... Yeah, the audience score was like, whoa, 90-something. I'm like, all right. And then you actually kind of undercut me a little bit. I gave it a fresh score also, 61% for myself, which translates to 1830 on the I Love You 3000, which is actually a really good score for this type of movie. I thought it was going to suck. coming Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm definitely leaning on that... um... Trust me, that that G.I. Joe reveal. Yeah, dude. If if they don't reveal, I mean, if they don't follow up on that, then my score is definitely going down. (laughs) It's
1: like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'd probably drop down to like your score if they Mm. don't do anything with that in the future. Yeah, mine would be definitely less than fresh if they don't do anything. But,
1: (laughs) um, I don't know. I think that and the fact that it's it was a good manageable two hours, um, mm-hmm. less filler. I mean, yeah, there was some eh, okay, okay scenes, I guess. Yeah. Like probably cut, but um, they didn't drag it out to two forty five like some of these other movies
0: for no reason. <laughs> no, no, dude, overly convoluted. <laughs> what I hope is not overly convoluted is what we're going to actually be watching for next week, because there's a lot happening in this movie. What is it again?
1: Well, next week time is running out as we go back in time with Barry Allen in the next DC film, the flash. And so, I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday by the time this episode does get released. This movie will have already been out in theaters. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, I'm just hoping, well, I'm just hoping to kind of temper my own expectations because I don't want to give it unfair expectations. But uh, I keep hearing rumblings that it's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing that too. as As we get closer, because when we were pretty far, I'm like, "Eh, "It's the Flash." Mm -hmm. You know, Michael Keaton's going to be there. I like him. And as we keep getting closer and closer, I'm like, oh, the flash is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There so we go. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure there are some of you out there who have already seen it by the time this episode uh, comes out. So we'll talk about it next week. Whether it's good or bad, we're, we're going to talk all that stuff next week. Mm-hmm. But before we fully close out, anything you want to plug for this weekend?
1: Uh, just the socials, uh, mainly for Instagram, just because uh, that's where I'm mainly more active and post. I have a TikTok as well, but it's mainly just for, just to watch stupid-ass videos on my algorithm. Uh, you can follow me at FreeKenA on Instagram.
0: Yeah, and actually, I think I turned on my Instagram notifications because I turned them off. And then I had to turn them on because people were messaging me. So it's like, <laughs> okay. Oh. So, I don't have to text you, uh, Instagram. I could actually DM you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, now. if you want, if you okay, depends on how, how fast. Never you want mind. <laughs> I'll just text them. I'll just text them. It's up to you. Be warned. But at JP underscore flicks <laughs> is where my Instagram is at. All right. Final thoughts on Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Because I have a quick, just quick. Yeah, pick. go for it. Um, Optimus needs to keep his face mask on more. Yeah. His face looked a little weird in this movie. Yeah,
1: dude. I was like, bro, put the put put your uh COVID mask back on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, come
1: on, man. Yeah, because I mean, obviously from the 80s cartoon, he always had the mask. And yeah. I hated the fact that like when the Bayverse got introduced, that was one of my nitpicks was like, dude, why are we seeing his mouth? Do we need to see his mouth? I just want to see it covered. Yeah,
0: he's a robot. I don't think he needs to breathe. Yeah. It's so weird.
1: That is a very minor pick, but I agree. <laughs> um, I actually had a random question just because, mm-hmm. again, we didn't really talk about Elena too much, but when Noah and Elena were kind of doing their Indiana Jones scenes, mm-hmm. how, how'd you feel about those? Just real quick. Yeah. <sighs>
0: I think into- I was more uh, more annoyed. I mean, they were kind of like, meh. It felt like so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But I was more annoyed that I'm like, why are the freaking Autobots like, like freaking 50 miles away? Why can't... The whole point of your vehicle mode is to stay in disguise. Mm-hmm. At least Mirage was a little bit closer. But like, dude, Optimus, RC, they could like be a little bit closer to the action in their vehicle mode. Hidden hidden pl- in plain sight. Hidden plain sight and freaking I don't know why the Terracons opposite of that are if they care if humans see them because if they get the trans warp Key, Unicron's going to eat the whole planet anyway, yeah. so who cares about secret identity? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, that was kind of weird. But I agree it's just um I feel like yeah, the the puzzle part little too easy elena was supposed to be an intern so i felt like she was a little too smart uh in terms of thing i i i respect the fact that they probably wanted to do that to kind of keep the movie going Mm -hmm. but um i don't know i felt like they could have cut maybe some other parts out so that maybe they can kind of make it more realistic and try to figure out what was happening in peru because uh she seemed too smart
0: yeah like i get it they're trying to keep her character like Kind of similar to Noah, like kind of the underdog um she's kind of fulfilling her father's like mm-hmm. um dreams and all that stuff, but not enough time was invested, I think, to get yeah. that same connection as Noah, true, true.
1: uh, the other last thing I had real quick, mm-hmm. where does Transformers Rise of the Beasts rank among all seven now? of the theatrical Transformers that since 2007.
0: Oh, man, dude, that's so tough because a lot of them ride on nostalgia for me. I feel like technically Revenge of the Fallen is the worst, but <laughs> I don't think it's my worst on Same. my list. It right? was it's kind of entertainingly stupid. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that thing. Okay, I'm going to go at the very bottom Oh, you're going... Age okay. of Extinction. Oh, okay. Yeah. that's And then I'm going to go Revenge of the Fallen. Really? Okay. Yeah, kind of weird. I know. Last Night is probably the next one. Okay. It's overly long. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like the human characters are better in The Last Night than they are in Revenge of the Fallen. And in Age of Extinction. Okay. I I mean that's not saying much <laughs> because there's some pretty bad stuff in last night also, uh-huh. but it's better than those two. And then uh, where are we at? We got Dark of the Moon. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you got Dark of the Moon. And then I th- I would have to say because now I have three left, right? Yes. So. <laughs> I would probably say this movie. Yeah, it's third. Yes, yeah, third. Then Bumblebee. Okay, and then the first Transformers. Ah, the fir- I think Bumblebee is technically the better movie, but there's so much nostalgia for me, and I don't. Know. It's a quick. It's not well. It's not a quick watch. It's a really entertaining watch. It's very entertaining. It's <laughs> it's Michael Bay wrapped up in two
1: hours plus a two twenty or whatever it is two thirty.
0: It's it's Michael Bay just right, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> as Pedro Pascal would say. Oh my God! All right. Well, since you went in that order, I'll do the same thing. The last night is my seventh. I fell asleep. Um, mm-hmm. I can see I, that. I w- it was overly long. I'm, I'll i try to re-watch it. <laughs> but really, I will admit, because I dozed off uh, through big portions of it, that's really an incomplete. So I'll have The Last night by default as 7. Dark of the Moon was overly long. Um, I did like some of the uh, Sentinel Prime stuff. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man... Uh the replacement for Megan Fox, not that Megan Fox is a great actress, (laughs) but man, she was awful. (laughs) It was bad. And it was rough. McDreamy. Uh was was it was interesting. Yeah. So but I, I thought it like the last uh action sequences were were actually pretty good. I liked them. So that's six for me. Revenge of the fallen. Objectively horrible, but again, nostalgia has it at mm-hmm. five. I actually liked Age of Extinction more than I should have. Uh, I don't know why. Because really? yeah, <laughs> it's at number four.
0: Mark Wahlberg. Um, I don't know. I just like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Sure he was yeah. pretty good.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> see. I don't blame you, man. Like, I don't know. A lot of these are interchangeable. I think the most I disagree with you so far is probably Darker the Moon. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Age of Ultron. I think I, when I watched it, Age of, Ultron. Age of Extinction. It's not horrible. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Age of Extinction. <laughs> they came out about the same time. Probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Age of Extinction. And then I have the same top three as you in the same exact order Rise of the Beast at three, Bumblebee. And I agree with you. I think that's actually the better movie, but Transformers, Nostalgia. uh.
0: I think it's just because of Lincoln Barks, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think something lacking in these newer movies, Bumblebee and uh, Rise of the Beast, is the score. I love Steve Jablonski's score of the first... It it doesn't matter (laughs) if the movie's any good or not. (laughs) The score is always good. So when they utilize some of the themes... Did yeah, that. man. When they utilize the themes in Rise of the Beast, I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. So they need to get Steve Jablonsky back. Yeah. For for the next one. Dude,
1: when um those uh Autobots crashed and then you get the reveals of like oh, yeah. Optimus, and I was like, Oh and then Are you was that Are You the Tooth Fairy? I was like, Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Listen to Arrival to Earth yeah. in uh on on Spotify. Oh, it's
1: so good though. Um, and Lincoln Park.
0: Yeah, the first and, three, all Lincoln Park songs. Man, and plus man. I always,
1: uh, I think we talked about it in Black Adam. Remember the whole baby come back? I still yeah. think of that song and that scene with uh with Sam Witwicky and <laughs> thing. You know, just try, her, him, trying to just always try to hook up with uh, wait,
0: what was her name, Michaela? Yeah, yeah. Even like, I feel like it's pretty quotable too. The uh, first Transformers. Even last weekend, I was hanging out with some friends, and we were referencing the freaking. He's like pointing, trying to like flex (laughs) towards the little uh, bumblebee. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man! Left cheek, left (laughs) cheek, left cheek. Bring the rain. (laughs) Bring the rain.
1: I I seriously think that uh, I forget his character in Transformers. Uh, I'm talking about Tyrese Gibson. It's basically Roman Pierce. <laughs> Play oh, the same yeah. guy.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He could be the link uh, between Transformers. No, don't and do T. it. <laughs> don't even say it.
1: Don't yeah. even say it.
0: Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not ruin Transformers.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, okay. So I, I didn't realize it's really the top three are the same. And then really the last four are just interchangeable depending on your mood. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Depending on how much time you have, <laughs> that's true. So I feel like
1: if maybe if I give him a little bit more time to breathe, and I do another rewatch eventually, that whole order probably could change. Yeah, I was I was cramming for Rise of the
0: Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> I want Mark Wahlberg to come back, though. I'm 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 gonna put it into existence like the GI Joes. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is gonna be Duke. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, he would be freaking Joe Colton or something, but.
1: I did not like Cade Yeager in in last the last night. I don't. I did like his hair though. His hair was <laughs> chef's kiss. Even when he had his hat on, I
0: was like, "Wow, it looks really good." He should come back with that hair. And no, I'm just yeah, I'm kidding. Just that would saying, be a little bit different.
1: But yeah, dude. And then Anthony Hopkins playing his normal self.
0: <laughs> yeah, just just getting a break <laughs> while getting paid. So. Yeah, no, jeez. Well, guys, that's it for Transformers Rise of the Beast, another blockbuster. Next week, we're going to be watching The Flash. Dude, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But until then, keep on running towards the finish line. Just kidding. No, that's next week. (laughs) Until then, we're Ken. Let's roll out on the reel.